Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a service of Grace Church in Camby, Indiana. Visit us online at gracechurchonline.org. Well, good morning and welcome to your midweek podcast. I'm joined with our gracious executive pastor. We, we call him the Swiss Army pastor because he just does like, I don't know, everything here at Grace Church. And I think that translates to everything that none of us wants to do. Pastor Rob Maynard, welcome to the podcast, Pastor Rob. It's good to be here. Well, we had a, a great weekend um, that was um, just filled with so much discussing um, things of the spirit world. We're in the in our third, fourth, something like that, week of our series, God on Film. And we're talking about Ghostbusters, so we're talking about all things of a spiritual nature and and being able to be prepared for the the battle of all things spiritual and if you take a look around media you take a look around things that are happening all around us and and, and if you ever doubt whether or not there's things of a spiritual nature that's attacking us all you have to do is look on a facebook feed turn on the news and you just see it bombarding um, left and right so I, I don't know what your take was on on this this weekend but um Man, it was. I, I think the the message was exactly what I needed to hear this weekend. Yeah, and as we kind of discussed uh, yesterday a little bit, um, just as we were talking about the weekend, uh, there was uh, both a timeliness and a timelessness to that message. And what I mean by that is there are things going on in our world that we are all quite aware of and that people are talking about and we see on the news that are really important things. And the message spoke directly to those particular uh, issues that are going on and at the same time I can think back four years ago five years ago ten years ago 15 years ago mm-hmm. and there were things going on that looked different sounded different acted different but all th- this message would have been just as applicable to the things that were going on at that time oh yeah and, and there's always you know Pastor Marty talked about D-Day and V-Day and, and until that V-Day comes you know, I think we're going to be, unless the Son of Man comes back again in five years from now, there's going to be a period five years from now when I think someone will be able to go back and listen to the message that Marty gave, and, and there's still going to be things that apply. Now, I mentioned social media, and, and I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to say something about what I read on your particular Facebook. You're, you're not particularly the Facebook diva. You know, you're, you're not posting all the time on there. Um, I know I'm probably out of all of us the most guilty of posting everything on Facebook. Um, Some of that's a product of being a Swiss Army knife. When you know, I, just, I don't have, <laughs> you don't have I time, time to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I noticed, and 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 it was so fitting. And I remember as soon as I saw your post about it, I said, "That is exactly what I needed to hear because it is exactly true." It seemed like when everything was coming out with all of these shootings and, and everything that was going on, and, and I'm even lamenting going, what are we, when are we gonna stop and say, but there are families that are involved in this, there are people that are in, and everyone was just shouting out, it seemed like the first thing that was on their mind about what was going on. And a lot of times, sometimes we as Christians, just a side note, we don't stop and just hey let me let me just pray about what my response should be and maybe my response should be no no outward response maybe we just need to get on our knees and just and just pray but your response was to say uh, something to the effect of 
um, you know, I see all of these responses, and I know I'm paraphrasing, but I see all of these responses that are going on on Facebook, and I don't think that um, Facebook is probably the best place that, that, that anything is ever going to get changed. Um, if, I, if I misquoted that or, or whatever, can you, can you give us some context on, on what you meant? Because it was, it was really spot on for me. Well, I just, uh, well, the short version of that is this. Um, people need a voice, and voices are important. And issues like this, uh, when I say like this, when we're dealing with racism or prejudice or the or the consequences of all of that, that's that's really deep relational institutional, if you want to call it. I mean, there's just it's gone on a long time, and and we're still struggling with it. And it may look a little different, but we're still struggling with it. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm very gracious to the fact that people. I mean, I I understand people need a voice. Mm -hmm. People are upset. People are appalled. And social media is one way to express that voice. One of the things I said in my post was, as from the perspective of a 52-year-old guy, right? So I understand that I come from a perspective that isn't overly social media oriented. But that said, these things require serious and intentional conversation. And there's two things we can do um, that really hinder that. One is, is to shut it down. So I'm not suggesting that, that we shouldn't be talking about, that we shouldn't be pursuing dialogue. Uh, the second is, is that we don't dialogue, we just scream. And so that, that was really my point, was we need to intentionally find places to do good dialogue and good conversation about the issues. I just don't think Facebook is the platform where they're going to happen the right way, in a healthy way. I, I could totally uh, agree with that. Um, it made so much sense. Now, one of the one of the things that Marty mentioned, uh, talked about that resonated with me is uh, just going back to the core of one of the things that we learned early on about putting on the whole armor, putting on the whole armor of God. And I think that there's, I mean, that in and of itself is is a message in and of itself. Um, I love the simplicity of that, but in that there's there's just so many avenues that we could that we could go with that. Did, did that resonate with you? Are there thoughts that you had on that? I'm, I'm just curious to hear. Um, I love it when you get up and speak to as well because you put things into perspective that I just sit back and go, man, I I, I hear that directly. What what are some thoughts that you had there? Well, a couple of them. One is just why, why worry about this armor business? You know why. Why should we even be concerned about that? Uh, the other is, how do we go about doing that? And uh, I know Marty wished he would have had another hour to go that where he could have talked a lot more about that. Hmm. But the, those are those are the two key pieces, and I'll get to those here in just a second. But one of the things that came to my mind, which is just kind of silly, is is just a metaphor of tonsils. You know, our, our yeah, I know. Tonsils. <laughs> Jason's giving me a look. Tonsils. Yeah, tonsils. Uh, you know, our tonsils have a purpose in our body and they are there to fight off infection. Uh, they are there to be healthy but they are there to keep us healthy. That is their job is to fight off infection in the body. Hmm. And there's there's four uh, kind of uh, what would I say there's there's four things that tonsils can be at the business of. 
if, if we think about it. One is that they're healthy and they're fighting off infection. Now that's what they were designed for. Uh, they're healthy and they're doing exactly what they were meant to be doing and they're fighting off infection. That's great. The second one is they can be healthy but not functioning in their role. So they themselves could be healthy but they're really of no use to the body anymore. They're not f actively fighting off the things that will harm the body. Uh, the third thing is, is they can be unhealthy and actually contributing to or producing infection in the body. And that's usually when we, we yank tonsils, right, is when they've gone so far as to join the other side, as one comedian said. Um, th that's a real problem. But the fourth one is, is they're healthy and they're fighting, but they're actually fighting healthy cells rather than infection. And I guess the metaphor is this, is what God has designed for us as followers of Jesus is that we would be healthy in our relationship with God and with others, and we would be filling the purpose that God designed us for, His kingdom purposes, that we would be about keeping the body, you know, we use that term for the church, for the, 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 church, the big C church, the, the world of believers, and, and those that we hope will come to know Jesus. You know, we're, mm. we're fighting, we're, we're filling our role, distinct roles, unique roles, but all of us have a role, we're serving, we're filling those roles to help keep the body healthy. That's, that's the best thing. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times in our churches, we, we find people who are healthy themselves or relatively healthy themselves, but they've just kind of checked out on their role. It's like, I'm healthy, you know, I'm good to go, I punch my ticket to heaven, uh, you know, I'm just going to take it easy from here on out. And, you know, if our tonsils do that, two things happen is our body doesn't fight off infection as well as it could. And and then eventually the tonsils will get unhealthy. It just is a slower process. Um, uh, you also find in churches sometimes healthy tonsils, <laughs> healthy people, relatively speaking, but they're attacking their own, you know, and, and I see that in churches a lot of times. You know, we, we, we wind up fighting over little things that really are not, in the grand scheme of things, all that important, and we're trying to take each other out, and, and I hate to see that when that happens, rather than really fighting the way that, God intended us to, and, and, and for his purposes, not our own little kingdom things. And then, of course, the things that we're fighting is, you know, our, our what Ephesians says is our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against these these powers and authorities. It's against Satan. Wow. And uh, so our job, you know, is not to join that side. And you don't see that in the church so much. But, but when we see people in the world and we see these evil things going on, we need to understand that these people are being influenced, they are unhealthy, and they're being influenced by kind of this infection that is brought into them. So that I geeked up on you know, there uh, medically, but that's that's just a thought that I had is, you know, where am I in terms of my spiritual health, and where am I in terms of my filling the role right now that God has for me in the body of Christ to to be about the business of what God wants us to be about. Wow. That, that puts a perspective on it that I never thought that I would ever hear. But, but it's, it, it, it's true because you, 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 you think of outward ways of protecting the body, but you never think about the inward things and, and the ways that, the ways that um, our whole body and we're representative of the whole body of Christ, and and uh, the way that the way that we can demonstrate uh, we can demonstrate our damage and and being part of being part of, of Christ's body, um, just the things that we say and we do. Uh, so that is that is so interesting. Yeah.
Or we don't say and don't do. And don't do, yeah. Right, right. So who would have thought that a lesson on tonsils um, could be making my mind spin right now? So, but um, I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss to be afraid, but at the same time intrigued to ask, um, what other what other lessons could there be with um, with the army with the armor of of God and putting that on that we could that we could glean that we could learn you know why is it important to put that on and well let's and, let's start there I think that's the most critical because I don't know about you but um, if I don't have a clear understanding of why I would do something I'm just not motivated to do it typically so um, let's start with the why. And uh, Marty gave a lot of good information there about why we would do that. Um, uh, one that I would just bring to the table is First Peter 5.8. It says, Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith. Hmm. And, and so Marty talked about there's two errors. You know, he quoted... Uh, uh, who was it? C.S. Lewis, I think, or I, I can't remember who it was, but he had a quote in there about there's two, yeah, because it was screw tape letters. Yeah. There's yeah. two equal and opposite um, errors that we can make, and one is to just blow off the whole idea of the devil. I'm paraphrasing here, mm -hmm. and pretend like he doesn't exist, and the other is to be some so fixated on it that we we lose sight of Jesus and we get so fearful yeah. that we can't do anything. So. Um, what, what this passage in Peter is saying is he, he's giving the picture of, the, of Satan as, as this roaring lion that's prowling around looking for someone to destroy. And if you ever watch those Animal Planet shows or whatever where a lion is prowling around, who does that lion go after? It's the weak. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the weak and the isolated. And, um, you know, the armor of God keeps us from being the weak target. Mm -hmm. And when we think of ourselves not hyper-individualistically like we tend to do here in the West, if we think of ourselves as, as pack animals, okay, we are part of this body of Christ like we were just talking about with tonsils. Uh, we are part of this pack. Uh, when I choose to be weak, I weaken the whole, the whole pack. Yeah. And if, if we're a pack of a bunch of us where half of us are just choosing not to be alert, not to be awake, not to be sober-minded, not to be practicing the things we need to practice, not to have the armor on, we really weaken the whole thing. And that's going to become the target. So the, the why here is individually, I don't want to get picked off by this roaring lion. I don't want to get surprised by him. And, you know, Marty said something about you can't just fire this thing on at the last minute because you won't see it coming. You really, you really don't. Um, we've got a sneaky enemy. But the other thing is, is, the other reason why is, we have a lot of people we care about and love that, you know, we're doing life with. And we weaken them when we walk around weak. That's good. Uh, I, I think about, you know, you using Animal Planet references. You know, we see um, all the time prey that just picks people off in the herd that have separated out. So there's, there's good lessons in that. There's 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 strength in numbers. There's strength in having fellowship and learning from others. But there's strength in putting that armor on. You know, there's there's all kinds of predators that would go after slower, weaker. But at the same time, you think of things like the armadillo that they see that's, that that see that armor and they say, you know what? I see you. I see that you've got that armor on. I'm not even going to mess with you. Mm -hmm. um, so. 
the armor is important. What what armor do we need? What is what is important, and how do we arm ourselves with that armor? Because we know that we're not an armadillo. We're not, we don't have we don't have big scales on. We don't have things like that. But God has told us specifically: here is armor that you need. What is that? How do we arm ourselves? Yeah. So yeah, you make a good point there. It's not our armor. You know, we're not putting on our armor or building up our armor. Sometimes that's the route we go when we think of spiritual disciplines and things like that is, is I'm going to make myself better armor. Um, this is the armor of God. It's God's armor. So how do we put that on and have it fit right and, and, and learn how to use it uh, effectively? Um, one of the key passages that, that Marty referenced was John 10.10, 10, where he talks about the thief, the, our enemy, Satan, coming mm-hmm. to steal and kill and destroy. And then Jesus says, I've come to give them life and life to the full the whole context of that verse is about jesus talking about himself as the good shepherd and us as sheep and so the whole context of that verse is you will know my voice and you will follow my voice and there are people who don't know my voice you know but but my followers know my voice and they follow me and so that the first how is simply spending enough time intentional time to learn God's voice and to commit to following that versus following our own agendas. Mm. That That is the mm. key part of how M- Marty said, pray and obey, pray and obey, pray and obey. And I always say the, the New Testament outside of the gospels can be wrapped up in two words, abide and obey, abide mm. and obey. So find a way to spend time with God and be next to God and learn that voice and then do what God says. And that, that's just a, a critical piece of this. Is You know, babies in the womb even start learning the voice of their parents. It's muffled. It's, it's not the best. But they, they start learning that voice. So wherever somebody is on their walk, there's things we can do to begin to learn that voice. What I find is most people in the church, I, I think of God's voice and commands as a spectrum. And on, on one end, way on the left, you have things like you're worthless, you'll never be forgiven, you're terrible, you're like when we hear that stuff we can we, we go, okay, that's not God. That <laughs> I I know that's the enemy trying to condemn me, right? And when we hear right. I've forgiven you, I love you, I sent my like there's certain things that we just know are kind of God's voice. They the difficult thing is learning all the gray area in between those two points. And you can learn how to discern God's voice in that gray area. But it really requires uh, intention and commitment and time. And if we, if we don't do that, then we get stuck in only knowing those two things. And everywhere in between where the devil can be sneaky and lies. You know, his lies are never 180 degrees off the truth. They're always three degrees off. So they sound really good. Mm. Um, so that learning that voice is so important. And committing to the things that help us learn that voice um, and that, you know, sometimes that's trial and error. <laughs> sometimes we think we know and we don't, but that that's how we learn. Sometimes it's uh, easiest, best uh, to, I think if, if we're going to learn how to, to put on the armor of God, then, um, you know, that, that's that's kind of easy. We, we talked about, uh, one of us was talking about the, the emperor's new clothes uh, at one point, and, and, and it's easy to... to 
to learn how to, to dress, I guess, and we can be putting on the wrong clothes, the wrong armor if we're listening to the wrong voice. So, man, that is that is so good to be able to, to hear that. Um, what other thoughts, any other thoughts as we're closing up that that you gleaned out of the Sunday, be it be it putting on the armor or anything else just as we close up? Well, I would just fin- finish up with this how part of the conversation by going back to Ephesians 6. Just what I said about learning the voice and hearing the voice and obeying it can sound a little passive. Oh, I'm going to listen for a voice and that kind of thing. But in Ephesians, when when Paul is talking about putting on the armor of God, we just need to understand that how we put it on is we practice it. We, we practice. So when he talks about uh, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, we practice uh listening for truth and learning truth so we go to the bible and we try to live in a way out of our true self and not our false self what's our false self it's the one that wants everybody to think the best of us rather than us being open and vulnerable about this is where i'm at and this is i'm not going to pretend i'm going to live truthfully and i'm going to move toward where i need to go but i'm i'm not going to fool myself or, or anybody else so we practice living truthfully we practice ingesting truth when he says put on the breastplate of righteousness Okay, we practice righteousness. Now, how do we do that? We think that only is around morality, but and, and there's a component of that. But we practice righteousness. How do we? It really means about being in a right relationship with God. How do you practice righteousness with your kids? How do you practice righteousness with your wife? You, you practice getting the relationship right mm. all the time. You 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 learn more about the other person. You you do the sacrificial things that it takes to be. To deepen that relationship and so we practice our righteousness when it says take up the shield of faith we practice faithfulness you know there really aren't two words uh, in, in the Hebrew language for faith and faithful the thought of having faith without faithfulness really didn't exist right right so we practice faithfulness that's what it means to put up the shield of faith what does it mean to practice faithfulness are we serving others are we giving are we praying for other people it's these these things that God told us to do, are we practicing them? Are we living out our faithfulness? And then pray in the Spirit. You know, it's, it's an active thing. Are we praying? We practice prayer. It, it's easy to say, I'm no good at prayer, and so then what should I do? I should just stop praying. Wrong. But, you know, we don't do that with other things in our life. When I'm not as good as I need to be at something, what do we do? We practice, we practice, we practice. At least if it's important, we do that. And so the how of this really makes it important. I mean, the why of this makes it really important. The how of this is we, we learn to hear God's voice, we follow his commands, and we practice using this armor. That's how we put it on. Yeah. That's good stuff, real good stuff. And, you know, I, I, still, I still go back to the very beginning. If, if these things have you swimming, I know we went through the, the, the armor quickly. Go back to what Rob said in the very beginning before we even conquer trying to put the armor on listen to the voice of the shepherd who knows his sheep listen to the voice of of god who knows his people who knows how to tell you exactly what to put on who knows how to lead you and tell you exactly what we need to do to survive to get through our day and pray to him begin in a conversation with him and if there's ever listen the bible tells us that the 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 enemy comes to seek steal and destroy and he's got a voice in this race too he has a voice that wants to tell you exactly what he wants you to hear 
So if you're interested, if you're here Sunday, Pastor Marty talked to us about uh, knowing that enemy too as well. We're going to put a link down at the bottom of the podcast. Um, if, it, if you're listening to this on iTunes, um, feel free to look, uh, look us up on Facebook too as well. And on our SoundCloud where we have this uh, podcast hosted, we're going to put a link to a couple of those messages in the series uh, that was from back in, uh, uh, in October, I believe, 2015, um, that's on Knowing the Enemy. And, and take a listen to those messages too as well to learn about finding out who exactly the enemy is uh, so you can learn that too as well. We'll also include the link if in case you missed it for this past Sunday uh, and hearing about these things about uh, a little bit of spiritual warfare too as well. Um, and, and we'd love to be able to also invite you in case you're just you know out and about looking for a church home or just some place to just to find out a little bit things deeper on a Sunday morning. We'd love to invite you out at 9.30 and 11 o'clock, too, as well. Rob, anything else that you want to... Yeah, I think it just dawned on me. I, I think the best thing to finish with is this. In First John, we're told... Uh, John's been really sweet, and he's bringing God's Word, and he says, Listen, my dearly beloved little children, mm-hmm. the one who is in you is more powerful than the one who is in the world. Oh, yes. And, and the idea here is so that we don't go to the other era of being fixated and fearful on our enemy or of our enemy. We need to remember that God's Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus mm. from the dead, dwells in us, and that is that Holy Spirit is more powerful than this enemy that we have. And so putting on the armor of God in some sense is just saying, I'm going to live out the direction of the Holy Spirit because in that power I can't be defeated because he can't be defeated. But I just need to make sure I'm not wearing my own armor I'm not playing out of my own power. So we don't need to be fearful. We just need to make sure we're tapping into and living out of the power that God has given us. Absolutely. Rob, do me a favor. As many of us are are, um, meeting that midweek hump and we're either driving to work, maybe we're listening to this a little bit later, driving from work, and and just needing that little bit of saying, man, work life is just crazy. Uh, The life at home, maybe there are things that are going on at home, and maybe we're facing our own spiritual battles, would you just pray for us that, that we would find ways of conquering and, and putting, on, um, putting on that spiritual armor and seeking God um, for His wisdom and, and, and all things and how we deal with people, how we deal with crisis, how we deal with everything in the world. Would you just pray for us? Sure. And so, God, I the first thing that comes to my mind to pray is just simply this. Uh, Lord, would you... Um, would your voice of encouragement and love and mercy and grace uh, speak louder this week to people who have been hearing the voice of discouragement mm-hmm. and worthlessness and uh, fear? Mm-hmm. Would you speak louder than the one in the world is speaking this week to them? Would you bring people around them to speak encouragement? And God, would you, would you, as silly as this sounds in a prayer, would you help us be good tonsils this week? Mm-hmm. Would you help us to to be willing to step out and not just be about our own health, but the health of others? So help us to know the encouraging words to speak to people around us and give us the courage to speak them. Help us when when those encouraging words come into our minds, not to just go, yeah, that's a nice thought, but to, to take the time to seek out the person that we need to share that with. And in all things, God, help us to uh, submit our own agendas and our own strengths as we see them in our own understanding to your wisdom, to your power, and to your glory. And we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
that's all for this week in the midweek podcast and we hope to join you have you join back next week on behalf of grace church and myself and pastor rob maynard have a blessed week in the Camby, Indianapolis area, visit us Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. as we gather together at 4172 East Allison Road in Camby. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. <laughs>